power of thanksgiving. You know, I'm so glad that there's a holiday that is completely and totally dedicated to uh, us coming up for air and spending time giving thanks. Uh, the fourth Thursday in every November is our American Thanksgiving celebration. It's been celebrated as a federal holiday ever since 1863 when during the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a national day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens to celebrate uh, on the last Thursday in November. Prior to that, 1789, Thanksgiving was celebrated nationally after a proclamation by none other than General George Washington. Uh, and um, actually, we know that Thanksgiving goes even further back into the colonial days, just the very, very early days of colonial America. Uh, and, and that's because this country, you know, historians will revise and rewrite and say all these things, but this nation has been founded on Judeo-Christian values. And that means that there's a recognition that thanks to God is a great priority for our lives. The word repeatedly tells us to prioritize gratefulness and giving thanks. Uh, it says in Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Psalm 7 verse 17 says, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord Most High. In the New Testament, Ephesians 5 and 19 and 20 says that we're to be speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then 1 Thessalonians 5, in verses 16 to 18, says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So notice um, uh, the important words in this last passage in 1 Thessalonians. Always, continually, and in all circumstances. You know, you know, that really conveys this picture that thankfulness and thanksgiving ought to be part of the paradigm, part of the filter through which we view and discern and approach life. And boy, this covers all of it, doesn't it? Always, continually, in all circumstances. It doesn't really give any room for times where we're let off the hook to not be giving thanks, to not be full of praise and thanks to the Lord. So what I want to do briefly, just for our remaining few moments here, uh, is talk about uh, three things that we learn about Thanksgiving from the Bible. It's not the only things that we learn, but just three things that, that relate to Thanksgiving that we learn from the Word of God. So the first thing that we want to look at here is that Thanksgiving should be expressed. You know, sometimes we carry thanks and we carry gratitude, but we carry it on the inside and it's never given expression. And there's, there's a missing out that happens both for the thankful person and for the one who the thanks is being extended toward. So thanksgiving should be expressed. David says in Psalm 107, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. In other words, go ahead and give it to him because he's good. In Luke chapter 17, 
we read about ten men who are healed by Jesus of their leprosy. And out of those ten men, only one came back to give thanks. And Jesus says, where are the other nine? But this was the only one of the ten who came back to take the time to say thank you. So thanksgiving is something that will endear us to the Lord. It draws us closer, doesn't it? If we're not grateful and we don't express our thanksgiving, then it can even have the opposite effect. We could look at Romans chapter 1 and verse 21, and Paul says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor give thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So notice, not recognizing God, not glorifying Him, not thanking Him, you know, is part of a process of somebody who's getting backslid, who has futile thinking, who has a darkening going on in their hearts. So to give thanks keeps us in a healthy perspective. It keeps the praise flowing out of our life. It allows us to stay vitally connected uh, in that praise and thanks to the Lord. So, hey, what are a few ways that we can say thank you to God? These are ways where we can do it without actually using the verbiage, thank you, right? Here's one, spending time with him, you know, and that's time outside of church service, right? But just time on our own to be with him. When we forgive others, that's expressing gratitude and thanks to the Lord. We're forgiving others first and foremost because we know God has forgiven us. When we serve in church, it's, it's a way of expressing gratitude back to the Lord, that we're taking our appreciation to the Lord and giving it back by serving in his house. When we share his plan of salvation, we're expressing thanks to the Lord. Lord, you saved me, and as a result of that, my thanks to you is I'll share that good message with somebody else. When we reach out to hurting people, and then when we give God the best of our, uh, what I call the three T's, our time, our talent, and our treasure. Whenever we are a giver, uh, we are expressing thanks to the Lord. Lord, you have blessed me, and my thanks is I will be a blessing to others. And then maybe one last thing, when we when we praise him enthusiastically from our hearts, we're giving thanks to God. So our thanks needs to be expressed. You know, I, I've had times where I have said thank you to others. Maybe it's somebody up close in my life. Maybe it's somebody who is doing a task for me and it's part of their job. You know, and every so often I'll have somebody say, you don't need to say thank you. And you want to know what? My, my response is, yes, I do. You know, uh, it's important that the thanks that I'm feeling does get expressed. You know, and it's not really a great place for me to have my thinking if I just look at what somebody else is doing and say, well, I won't say thank you. They're supposed to do that. Because, you know, there's something about gratitude and appreciation that gives value. Um, it, it, it expresses our sense of value for that person and our, our sense of value if it's expressed toward the Lord. So something very powerful in the expression of thanksgiving. Hey, when's the last time we said thanks to those around us for the blessings that they are in our lives? Hey, why don't we maybe do that on this Thanksgiving weekend, tomorrow for Thanksgiving or through the weekend? All right, a second thought about thanksgiving, not only should it be expressed, but it should be expansive. Expansive. And in the dictionary, the word expansive means covering a wide area in terms of space and scope. So our thanksgiving should cover a wide scope of areas. 
So let, let me talk about a couple of areas where our Thanksgiving should be expansive into. And let me start with a hard one, the burdens of life. We should have Thanksgiving when we're walking through the times that are burdensome. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, hey, you've probably heard it said, let me just remind us here, it doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. It says give thanks in all circumstances. And again, Ephesians 5.20, always give thanks. And we may think, you know, all right, so this was Paul who said this in both cases. You know, Paul, you must have made a mistake here. You know, uh, uh, but it wasn't a mistake, and it wasn't something that was easy for Paul to say. In fact, it's, it's quite powerful to know that it's Paul, of course, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that says this, but it's, it's Paul and the life Paul lived, and he's able to say, hey, we give thanks even in the burdens of life. He had been run out of town, beaten, whipped, imprisoned, betrayed by friends, uh, without clothes, and naked, cold, hungry, shipwrecked, uh, and, and, and um, people stoned him, threw stones at him, all because of his faith. Yet Paul never stopped giving thanks. And he said several things uh, really, uh, he, sh that there were several things that happened in his life that showed that he really had this perspective of even in the burdens. In Romans 8.18, he says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. So, hey, here we are in this particular Thanksgiving in 2020, and there's a lot of groaning. You know, there's a lot that we're groaning under. There's, there's still the pandemic. There's so much that is still going on in our nation and crises that's going on. Um, but yet the Lord would have us be somebody who, uh, to be those that give thanks even in the burdens of life. Second Corinthians 12, 10, that's, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And then in Philippians 1, 2, Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. So our thanksgiving should be expansive. It should include burdens. But, you know, it should also include the benefits. And we never want to take for granted the benefits that we have in life. You know, the Israelites, one of the things that we learn as we study the Old Testament and the, the uh, journey of the Israelites is that whenever they focused on what they didn't have, they always failed to see all that they did have. Boy, that's such a powerful statement. And, and that same is true for us. When we focus on what we don't have, we will always fail to see all that we do have. We need to not be those that are constantly adding to our prayer list without adding to our praise list as well. God, we're counting the blessings. We're seeing what you're doing. Um, we've all had difficult times, but if we really look at all of the benefits of life, we can find that, you know, it's pretty cool, this gift of life that, has, that God has given us, this journey of life that we're walking through here now. You know, some simple things. I was driving in my car today, this morning with my wife, and I just looked up at the sky and I said, what a beautiful sky. And it really was. The clouds just looked so beautiful with the, with the blue behind it and, you know, just caught me. That, that, that was a blessing that the Lord has given, you know, um, and we can think of so many different practical ways. And, you know, I was reminded in my preparation here, uh, Psalm 103, 
uh, begins this way. Hey, and I'm reading this from the New American Standard Version. So, Pastor Ralph, if you're on, just a shout out to you because I know uh, the new NASB is your favorite. So, so uh, this is in, in this version for you, sir. Uh, it says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. And it goes on to say, verse 3, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And it goes on all the way down uh, through this chapter, and we see that this picture of bless the Lord, O my soul, for the benefits that God has poured out toward me. They are many, they're wonderful, they're so great. And when we focus on those benefits, and how about this? If we focus on those benefits when we're in the middle of the burdens, then God will cause it to be that during those burdens, we grow in Christ, that we get better not bitter, that we move upward and we move into promotion, into maturity, into God's plan for our life, rather than being sidelined or shipwrecked by circumstances. It's in those burden times, right, that we walk by faith and not by sight. And that's why we can give thanks in all things. It's pressing, it's crushing, it's squeezing in, but I'm not overcome because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. So, so these are just a couple of ways here where we can allow our thanks to be expansive, to let the scope of our thanks cover all different areas, to be on the lookout for what we can be thankful for. And then third, as we start to wrap things up and wind, wind up here this evening, our thanksgiving should not only be expressed and expansive, but our thanksgiving is expected. And what I mean is thanksgiving, it's the mark of a growing Christian. Right, think about it. You know, a baby, a baby is ungrateful. You could take a crying baby and walk the floor with them for hours. And when you put that baby down, you know, they don't look up and say, hey, thank you. I really appreciate that sacrifice of time that you just gave for me. You know, I was having a hard time, but, but you were there for me. Thank you. Right, baby doesn't do that. You know, it could be that you spend all that time, you put the baby down and just go to tiptoe away and rah, the screaming starts again. You know, and yet on the flip side, we understand, well, a baby is a baby. A baby has to learn how to become grateful. A child has to be thought how to, taught how to be thankful. It just doesn't come naturally. So when we realize how, realize how blessed we are by the Lord and by others, and we express that thanks, guess what? We're growing. All right, so it's the mark of a growing Christian, and our thanksgiving is also the mark of a giving Christian. When we realize how much God has done for us and how much he continues to do, we should be more than happy to give something back to him. In fact, that's the place he wants our giving to flow from, right? It tells us in the word that God loves a cheerful giver. And God says that he doesn't want us to be giving, again, of our time, talent, or treasure, whatever it is that we're giving. He doesn't want it to be given begrudgedly, but he wants it to be done cheerfully. And when we realize God has given us so much, then giving back becomes this honor, this joy uh, that, that, that we get to do. Someone had, has uh, once said that for Thanksgiving to be real, there must be thanks and there must be giving. 
That is so simple, but I love that. That just speaks volumes. You know, that's, that's really what Thanksgiving is. There has to be thanks. There has to be giving. All right, and another thought about here, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, thanks is expected is that when we're giving thanks, it's it's not only a, a growing Christian, it's not only a giving Christian, but I want to say it's a glowing Christian. And when you see somebody that's full of thanks, there's something about their countenance that's attractive, isn't it? Right? There's something about their countenance and their, their demeanor, the way they carry themselves that, that, that you want to be around. If you're thankful to God, then there's going to be uh, something in you, uh, you, you know, shining in you. Uh, you won't be consistently critical and pessimistic, but you'll be eternally thankful. Though the difficult times are just that, the difficult times won't break you because you're full of thanks. And that's going to bring God's joy, God's blessing, God's anointing, right? 2 Corinthians 4, 8, we're hard pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. So, hey, as we conclude here tonight, the psalmist was right. He said, it is good to give thanks unto the Lord. So I want to encourage you as we move into this Thanksgiving season, I mean, it kind of primes us up for pausing and thinking about being grateful. But let's examine for a moment our lifestyle. And again, it's been a pressure cooker. It's been a fatiguing year. There's been a lot that would press against us. But the good news is, that we don't have to be crushed under the weight of any of that stuff. We can be somebody that carries this, this glow, right? We can shine for the Lord and we can carry a countenance that makes other people want to be with him, want to know what we have. We'll be growing, we'll be giving of ourselves, and we'll be insulating and protecting from getting crusty and getting sour and getting negative and pessimistic and jaded and ugh, all those ugly things that happen if we let Thanksgiving slip out of our lives. So friends, Grace and Peace family, much love uh, from my heart to yours, from our pastors to you this evening, this Thanksgiving weekend. We are praying God's best for you. And in a moment, I want to pray for all of us. May we afresh and anew stir up a heart of thanks a commitment to live in a place of thanksgiving, then we will truly experience the power of thanksgiving. So Father, as we close here tonight, we are so grateful, oh God, for all of the blessings that you have poured upon us. And Lord, even with the burdens that would crowd in and the, and the difficulties and the challenges, Lord, we, we are reminded tonight they're but momentary afflictions and we fix our eyes on you and all that you're doing in us. And Lord, the more that would squeeze and the more pressure would come, the more you're turning us into diamonds and the more you're refining us and the more people will be able to see you in us and God, you will get the glory. So Lord, we pray that you would have your way in a fresh and anew, we ask God, Lord, we ask, take our, our mind, take our emotions, 
God, take our perspective, take how we're seeing things. And Lord, we just invite you, we ask you, sanctify, cleanse those things, adjust what needs to be adjusted. Lord, help us to see all that we have to be thankful for in this moment, in these days. And God, help us to then live in a way to keep Thanksgiving as a part of what we think, what we say, what we do. Lord, to you and to all those that are around us, and you will get all the glory in it. Lord, let it be that people will see you in us like never before, and it'll make them give you praise. God, we pray all this. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.